Welcome to the Influencer Collective Show. I am your host, Jen Sherman, and we have a very special guest on today. Good friend of mine, known you for probably quite some time now, Natalie Oliverio. She is the CEO and founder of Military Talent Partners. Great organization, great company, rock star entrepreneur. How are you doing today, Natalie? I am fantastic, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So happy we're able to get... Um, uh, have this conversation. I feel like it's been a whirlwind of a summer and just quite frankly, a couple months. So I'm so happy that we were able to take the time today on this beautiful, gloomy Friday. You know, it is actually bursting with sunshine here in West Virginia. So I'm not going to jinx it, but it has been like really dark and gray. So maybe you and I can like collaborate to just make it bright everywhere. Yeah. And maybe like, in, I mean, in, in DC, it's like, I think it's, it's coming out. It's just, just a little cloudy, but maybe you'll yeah. bring the sunshine. So Natalie, can you just tell us a little bit about Military Talent Partners um, and a little about yourself, and then we're going to dive right into the meat of the interview? Yes, absolutely. Military Talent Partners was created to help everyone who is transitioning from the service, the military service, veterans and military spouses, by helping them to realize their potential and cultivating their talent to connect them to meaningful careers. So we partner with businesses all across the country as a full life cycle recruiting firm to help them actually hire veterans and military spouses. And we have a couple of things we do that with alongside a free mentorship program. We've got an online transition career transition cohort um, and curriculum that's accessible from anywhere in the world and we're very very passionate about what we do i myself am a post 9 11 navy veteran and a career corporate recruiter and i wanted to do more for the military space the, the, the community that i'm a part of and i love so much so a little more than two years ago took the leap and have not looked back I love it. I love it. And entrepreneurship. Well, first off, thank you for your service and all the great stuff that you're doing for um, our veterans, but also like hats off for the entrepreneurship jump. We all know that it's scary and exciting at the same time, particularly when things got to get rough and tough and having to, have, having to keep that positive attitude and, and, and push forward. So congrats and hats off to you for that. Thank you. Um, so Nally, I think you're just a magical person in general, very special. And I think, you know, one question I would love to ask you and, and something we like to ask all of our um, audience members, not audience, our guests is what is your unique differentiator? You know, Jen, that's a good question. I, I talk to a lot of well-educated MBA PhDs out there who are um, kind of substantiating their careers and their um themselves with their knowledge and their expertise. But for me, I have lived my life and learned the most through my experiences. And on top of that, I would argue that in this space that I, that I dominate, I, I care the most and I am relentlessly committed to it. And that's not something that you see in just everybody. And I'm really proud of that. I would consider myself a no limit person. If it's something that I care about, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And that just so happens to be finding a meaningful career, not just any job, not just any career, but a meaningful career and the right one for every veteran and military spouse who wants it. And they shouldn't, and quite frankly, you know, especially now with career and experiences and, you know, work is such a, 
and I, I like saying, you know, I don't like to call it work, but work is such, it takes up a lot of your life, particularly now where you're actually living and breathing your work with your family in your home. Whereas you and I, we were used to working from home as entrepreneurs, but there's a different aspect to it. So being able to, you know, place people where they are also passionate and being able to have that unique differentiator of seeing what skill sets people are really good at and what occupation they should be in is a very big, um, unique skill to have. You know, I, I think if you, I, I, maybe this was a, um, award that you might've gotten with, um, but it's, it's, it's Mark Rockefeller, correct? Uh, from yes. So I remember you, I believe it was an influencer award and I always deem you as an influencer, particularly among the business community, but in the veteran community. And I'm curious, Natalie, what, what is your definition of an influencer? So I think you're talking about the GI Jobs Veteran Influencer of the Month. Yes. Um, but I, ha- I have a lot of things going on with Mark Rockefeller, so it's funny that you would um, remember him. But, you know, an influencer is anybody with a mission and a passion, and they're driven to share it. And um, I don't think an influencer is like some special, you know, pseudo-celebrity unicorn type of glittery human. I think it's anybody who cares enough to put forth what they believe in and do whatever it takes to make it happen. Anybody with a story or a lesson or something to teach others can influence something amazing. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely what I would also define it as because, you know, you see the word influencer was really deemed by the Kim Kardashians of the world when we were thinking macro influencers, but I truly have seen it more so and I've tried to redefine it with the influencer collective. And I'm not saying that's not an influencer. I just like to redefine it as particular to what you were saying, you know, making influence, you don't have to have this magic power, be this unicorn, but quite frankly, have a platform and a passion to help and connect others. And I think that, you know, hitting the nail on the head. Speaking of influencers, speaking of influence, you know, how do you build connections and raise your personal brand living in this virtual world? Also a great question. You know, for me, when I, I was working an everyday job, right? I was making a lot of money. I could have slept through most of the day and just been perfectly fine. But I felt like, I was so underutilized, my potential was just withering away and I was so unsettled by that. So I started volunteering as a mentor and I fell in love with it. It completely breathed new life into me, let me up inside and to be able to impact and help other people get to where they're going or find that meaningful career or help them with the knowledge that I wouldn't be able to inside of my uh, day job space, right? In that little box that some companies like to put you in. Um, That's to say that, you know, relationships are everything and the credibility and reputation that you acquire through real engaged meaningful relationships can transcend any type of of um education or you know skill set it's the relationship and knowing how to open that nurture it and watch it grow yeah and the relationship aspect particularly now is how you like sustain some of those relationships right so for example you know, before I would love, and, and we've, you know, we've gotten together where we would go to dinner or get drinks or something where you just can feel that person's energy and connect with them on a different level. Now we're in a world where, you know, 
luckily, if you have a foundation of relationships in a network in a virtual world, you're benefiting, but making those new connections, you really have to take that extra step. It's not just one, you know, dinner or lunch or coffee. You have to continuously make an impression and stand out in this virtual world. So I think to your point, um, how can you continue to use your network to connect other people? And quite frankly, I, it's funny you say that about the um, mentor because mentorship is particularly in the pandemic where I literally just have Zoom, Zoom calls all the time. I Zoom, Zoom around. I, one of the things that fuel me is if I can talk to people and talk to interesting people all day and help them. That's it. That's like really all I would like to do. It's amazing. Like it, it, it just takes some time, attention, and effort. There's no secret. There's one thing I've learned is in my first year as an entrepreneur, I would look at all of these people and think, oh, wow, I really wish I could do that. Or one day I want to be there and I want to be able to do what they're doing. And then I would meet them in person and realize that, oh, wait, they're actually just human. Like they're, they had to struggle just as much to get there, or it was just as difficult for them the first two or three times. And that kind of gave me wings. And I realized I am just like these people. I'm trying to like put myself below where I see all of these other influencers or entrepreneurs. And once I realized that potential, it was kind of like jumping off a cliff. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I experienced the same thing. We're, especially now where you're just like peeled to LinkedIn and all of us are just doing our best, right? We're doing our best. And I'm like, oh God, that person's doing something so cool. Like, why can't I do that? And then I look to myself like, wait, hold on. You are doing that. Stop. Like, just stop. And you were doing that and have been doing that too. So I just think sometimes it's giving yourself like sometimes a little more self-love and credit, but I think it's a great humble thing to recognize um, and a great realization to have. So Natalie, thinking about you know, where we're at and the workforce and recruiting and opportunities, you know, we're seeing a shift, but we're also seeing innovation. Um, I wanted to ask, like, where are you kind of seeing that marketplace and the future of the workforce, um, particularly for veteran opportunities? really all over the place. I think the whole world is really just trying to do the best they can and figure it out. You've got so many companies who are struggling with a bottom line they didn't anticipate, leaving them less of a budget for headcount, less people that they can hire, but they still have to do the same amount of work. Um, you've got people who are home with their kids, have been at home with their kids for months, don't know if they're going back to school or not, um, who are juggling being a parent, a teacher, a, a wife, a husband, a, a worker, a professional. So I think everybody from employee and employer are really just trying to figure it out. But I think that the bigger picture is really understanding what your personal value is as a, as a candidate employee uh, and what your value is as an employer and how to match those two in the most organic way. Because it's kind of like before you could be um, a little more kind of coasting along your career path. Now you have to really be more anticipatory. What does the market need? What are companies, where are they hurting and how can you fix it? Those people that kind of take that ingenuity and anticipate that service that they can give are going to get ahead further than people who are still trying to coast through it. Yeah, and it's interesting. I had a very, I had a great conversation with another woman the other day who um, said, you know, excuse my language, like screw the resume. It's not like about the resume anymore. I mean, I don't even know if I have a, I don't have a resume at this point. I'm the most unemployable person because I like no one even tries to recruit me. But anyways, it's funny because 
like it's not about a resume. It's like, how are you different? What's your value add? And, and, and how are you more trying to become a solution than contributing to like the problem of like, which is at the moment, we're just trying to do our best and figure out how to move forward, innovate, but we need those innovators and problem solvers to come up and step up. You're absolutely right. And one thing I like to talk about in these mentorship conversations that I have every day, I think it really fits for anyone, no matter where you are. If you can answer these four questions, you can then really understand your identity, whether you're in a job interview or you're networking with potential employers or executives or giving your elevator pitch or just getting to know people, um, even on LinkedIn, if you can answer these four questions, you can do anything. And first question is, what do you do? Now, let me caveat this with every answer to each question should be no more than seven to 10 words. No one wants to hear you kind of like go off the cuff and talk for 30 minutes. We're talking like a six second adult attention span. So seven to 10 words, that is it. What do you do? Number two is how do you do it? And then in parentheses, that's different or better than somebody else, which is kind of along the same lines as your unique value proposition. The number three is the is the deepest, like this is, this is the deepest. And it's hard sometimes to get this down to less than 10 words, but it's why, why do you do this? Why is this important? Why are you the value? Why are you the one? Now those three answers are going to culminate to answer the fourth question, which will then actually move up to the top. And that is, who are you? Tell me about yourself. When someone asks you, I do this every day, that's usually how I open conversations. I'm like, Floor is yours. Tell me about yourself. Some people will start talking about their family, their spouse, their children, their entire 30 plus year career history. I just want to know about you. Who are you? Right? Like it's so easy to get off track. So if you can answer those four things, you are gaining a superpower a confidence combined with competence. And when you're confident and you're competent, you're hired. I love that. Ooh, I just got the chills. I'm like, oh, I need to answer those first questions for myself sometimes, but it's, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard. No, it's very hard. Also. I mean, I think I've gotten a little bit better at concise, but I mean, I'm a rambler for sure. Um, and cause also you're just trying to read, like, are they, are like look at their face and if they're not like that interested, should I continue? Like what's, should I stop? And then there's an awkward pause. Like, yeah. so you know what I'm saying? That's the worst part, because if you're like, hi, I'm Natalie, and I'm a post 11 Navy veteran, and I spent 10 years in the corporate recruiting role, they're like, and if they're like nodding with their mouth open a little bit, they are definitely not listening. They're trying to be <laughs> like, polite, and they're thinking, like, I'm thirsty, I have to use the bathroom, how much longer <laughs> is this girl going to talk? They're trying to like map out their escape plan while they're listening, while they're appearing to listen to you. But if you're like, I elevate human potential because I believe that the chemistry between the right person and the right career is everything. They're going to be like, damn, what's that mean? Right? And also the confidence in your voice when you just said that it's like, this is me. It's not like too, there's that, that, that there's that balance between like, I'm the S-I-S-H-I-T because I don't like to curse on my podcast versus like, this is me and I will deliver if you hire me. Yeah, it's, um, and again, you can't, like, I'm very confident in what I do because like I said, I'm, I care the most. I would, I arguably care the most about what I do. Um, so I'm in your face and I am on a 10 and I am not for everyone. Not every company is meant for us. It's, I'm not meant to work with everybody. 
But for the people that are meant for me, like I am here for you and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I love that. I love that. So speaking of this, right? Like I think this goes into the next topic. Um, finding your niche and why, right? So if you're working with a candidate or you're mentoring and they're like, and you know, they're, cause basically everyone is awesome as long as you can find your awesomeness. And how do you help find people? Like, how do you help kind of extract that for the potential candidates of like finding your why in your niche? Yeah. We have to start from scratch with that because First, you have to remove all the barriers that society, your family, your parents, your life, your history have put onto you, um, kind of making you feel like you can only do what's always been done, or you're unqualified, or you're too old, or no one's going to like you, right? There's all of these barriers to really whittling down to your why. But I like to encourage people to think about the bigger picture. What is your legacy? What will one day you leave behind? What kind of impact do you want to have? What do you care about the most? What are you a champion for? If you can think big picture and understand what you want to culminate for yourself 20 to 30 years from now, you can reverse engineer your way there, right? Because every it's not like you're going to you know take a big leap and then boom, everything's perfect. You're in your dream job and you're at the top of your game. Rarely does it work out that way. It, it happens in baby steps. But if you cannot visualize your goal or your identity clearly enough, then you are not in the right place to find your why. But once you start thinking about who you are, who you'll become next and what you want to accomplish, it, it lends to some bigger questions that can really help to shape the future of you. And it's interesting too, because I think, and no matter what age you are, I think there's people who are they could be 18 and know their why. Like, they're just like, this is me. But you could also be like 55, 60 and still not know your why. And, mm -hmm. you know, it takes like really peeling back the barriers and, and, and taking the time to do that. And then once you have your why, then it's like all of the noise that surrounds it on all those barriers, you can automatically just swat away because you're so confident in what you want to be and achieve. That's exactly right. Every action that you take should be best serving your future and your goals. And when you're that laser focused on what that is, everything else just falls to the side. You stop saying yes to all the things that aren't for you. You start enjoying your life more because everything just fits better together. And that is a gift. And while this work is really hard and it can be super frustrating and often is met with anxiety and um, a lot of emotion, once you get through that, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a type of freedom yeah. and you are guaranteeing yourself that the life that you have left to live is going to be the absolute best it can be. It's so funny how simple that is, right? Like how you think about it, it's simple, but it's like the actual way to get there is not as simple. Right. But like, if you really right. think about it, it is quite simple, but it just it, takes it time. It does. Yeah, and it could change. Like you, you may be dead set on something and then the more you get into it and the more conversations you have, that can shift completely and you can start writing for something else like, you know, 100% and that's okay. And also, I think it's fascinating that the average age of an entrepreneur outside of the tech space is 47. 47. Most people coming out of the military are in their late 30s, early 40s, right? If they've done their, their 20. Um, so the potential is limitless. It's only capped by your own ideas and imagination for what you see for yourself. 
it's interesting because I think that a lot of the time they don't see that they could even take that type of leap until they have that experience under their belt. I always talk to people and they all boast on experience. Listen, more you live, the more perspective and experience that you have experience. But at the end of the day, like, I think like jumping in and I have probably more experience than someone at my age who was not an entrepreneur in some regards, because I've had to do stuff. That's not something that if you're just rising up the classic corporate ladder ladder, but you know, that doesn't say that they don't have other stuff. It's just, it's interesting that, you know, you can't, that, 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 and I'm hoping to see with the younger generations that they know that you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. I know that again, sounds simple and cliche, but they can. And so having, resources and mentors like you to help get them in that position is, you know, really important. It really is. And you, I'm trying really hard not to swear on your show, but, um, so I was at a conference and I actually overheard someone talking about me, which is as awkward as it sounds that I'm about to tell you. Um, but it was a, a group of, uh, perspective, like startup people, um, wanting to like get their own kind of like, uh, competing organization off the ground and they were talking to um, bunk- some people from Bunker Labs, which is an accelerator that I went through in my zero to one stage. And they're like, oh, Natalie Oliverio. Yeah, uh, I-, I think I know her, but I mean, I'm sure it was easy for her because you probably just relied on her husband to like, you know, support their family. And then she had plenty of time to just play around in the space. And it, I stood there and it didn't say anything, even though I really wanted to. However, I have been the breadwinner for my family for more than a decade. So to go to my husband and tell him that I'm going to throw away this comfy paycheck with no MBA, no business plan written down, but just a whole lot of passion and experience in my pocket and not knowing if anyone would even want to work with me, let alone pay me money to work with them. And it was the hardest decision I ever made. I had a young, young child. Uh, She was two at the time. And, uh, you know, my husband works for the government. So it's just a totally, like no one knows someone's story, but there's a lot of judgment out there. And on top of that, it's their own insecurity for feeling like something that they couldn't do. So even though it made my blood boil just a little bit that someone would discredit uh, my startup story, I realized that it's coming from a place of fear and anxiety and feeling like, oh, well, it was easier for her. It won't be that easy for us. It's not easy for anybody. Even if you are, you know, the president of a Fortune 100 organization or, you know, a founder of a startup for the first two weeks, your jobs are just as hard and they're just as valid. And no one can tell you that story or tell you what that prerequisite is, but yourself. So I think that that's interesting too. Yeah, no, I mean, quite frankly, I think that once people, when, when, when you badmouth or say something about that and make assumptions, I mean, it goes down to the four agreements. Don't take anything personally, do your best and don't make assumptions. I always forget the fourth one because I don't think it resonated with me, but I always tell myself, don't take things personally and don't make assumptions because quite frankly, it's not about you. It's about them and the fear or anxiety or jealousy that they have around a space. It has nothing to do with you or they wouldn't be taking the time to talk about you. Like it just doesn't make sense in my head. Um, But speaking, segueing to, you know, veterans talents and the value to the workplace, because we are in a place right now where everyone, we have very high unemployment rate and, you know, we 
have always, and finding that differentiator, which quite frankly, I think at least in my mind, there's a huge value add for veterans because they have very unique and amazing talents, if anything, and could probably stand out from the larger pack. So I just wanted to get your thoughts there, um, just because I don't know people, the general public, really know how amazing veteran skills are coming out of the military. Yeah, I think it's um, a very important ongoing conversation. Uh, some companies are at the belief that they just don't have jobs for veterans or spouses. They don't do that. Um, but veterans and spouses do everything. They have degrees, they have experience that you cannot imagine and their soft skills and their environmental and behavior training that they've actually just lived through their lifestyle is so valuable in the corporate world and the civilian workspace. It really comes down to understanding the goals of your organization and how you should be hiring for all of your weaknesses and really truly understanding your vulnerable points. Then looking for the best and brightest talent to MTP that just happens to be veterans and military spouses. Take, for example, LinkedIn. Do you know what the number one job title for, for veterans is at LinkedIn? Go. Software developer. They're software developers. Like they're everything. They're Oracle DBAs, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're everything. They do everything. And so don't military spouses. Military spouses are not just women. They're also men. They're not just homemakers, bored, wanting a hobby job that they can do part-time till they PCS somewhere. These are myths. They're not true and they're frustrating. So any organization that wants to get top tier talent, people who are tasked with going into foreign countries, teaching the language to uh, to citizens of that country and then getting them to be on your side and to work with you. If that's not project man management, leadership, organizational effectiveness and process improvement, I don't know what is. So when you think of it like that, you're like, well, damn, they really can do anything. They could do more than the, I don't know, this is where I get baffled. This is where I've been baffled for years. It, because quite frankly, the, even just the discipline that, you know, um, service members are taught just the discipline, the thinking fast on your feet, all this stuff. It, it's skills that comfy Americans who didn't serve do not have. Like it's, they just don't, you know? Um, so I think that's a really good point. And also to your point about military spouses, I mean, if anything, they're the ones who have to adapt and balance because if they are PCSing, they need to come up with skills that can adapt to another state. I mean, it's hard for them to be a real realtor or maybe even a lawyer because they can, they can't they would have to keep on switching their um their licenses and so but they also then get really creative and I, and I know there's a lot of millspos for entrepreneurs because that's something that they can take with them as they move around yeah absolutely and just the simple fact of having to secure childcare and a job is enough it's enough to be too much for one person um add in the, the normal stressors of life, paying the bills, grocery shopping, making dinner, um, you know, having some semblance of a life uh, and friends and extended family. I mean, it just piles on like a snowball effect. So to be that tenacious and full of grit, grit is defined by doing something that you don't want to do, doing it anyway, right? So I don't know anybody grittier than a male spouse or a veteran, because there's some things that are so hard, so far out of your comfort zone, and they can change like that. The number one slogan 
that I remember from the military and I believe is still true today is to adapt and overcome. No matter what you're doing, you have to adapt and overcome to get through it and to be successful. That is hard. That is so hard. So for people in a a lifestyle such as the military that can do that and conquer any challenge, I mean, they deserve whatever job they want. I agree. I'm into that sister. Seriously. Mm -hmm. So speaking of, you know, who is your most aspiring influencer and why? Oh my gosh. I have some really amazing influencers. I would, I would say Jesse Itzler. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He is, um, he's, he's a phenomenal human. Everyone should go to Instagram right now and follow him. It's Jesse I T Z L E R Jesse Itzler. He happens to be married to Sarah Blakely. Who's the founder of Spanx and a billionaire. Oh yeah. She's Um, like hot to trot in this pandemic. Like I've seen her everywhere. Yeah. She's amazing. Uh, but Jesse really changed the way that I think about myself, about my life, about my family and about my purpose. He taught me that there is no finish line that we're not just going through the motions every day, trying to get to the end of something to just breathe and relax and be done. We're never done. There's always more. Uh, He taught, I mean, he's just, he's taught me so much, but uh, Jesse is a co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks uh, basketball team. He was the founder of NetJets and sold it to Warren Buffett for $100 million. He also invented Zico coconut water and sold it to Coca-Cola. He was a rapper back in the day. He was a couch surfer in New York City. And he really, really exemplifies the come up 100% on his own. Uh, and he has a program called BYLR, which is build your life resume. And for someone who works with resumes, professional resumes every day, the thought of building your life resume is just a phenomenal thing. So I've, I've been paying really close attention to him for several years. And as an entrepreneur, it's like a secret weapon in my pocket. He's phenomenal. I have to follow him now. And I like building your life resume because I think sometimes I'm so stuck on like, like you said, things can change, right? You don't have to be, if you're hundred percent of something one day and that changes the next day, just stay committed. Like you don't need to like figure, you know, you don't just don't, it's okay to be oh, to zigzag. Right. And I think right. that's something that I have to be continue to be comfortable with. And also that's just a self-infliction on myself where that's something that is really important for people to remember is that, you can be decide to be an astronaut one day and then want to be a firefighter. And then we want to open up your own bakery shop. That's what life such is life. Right. And as long as you're giving it everything you've got, if, this is also what I really, really believe. If you are doing what you you believe that you're meant to be doing and you work so hard at it every single day, God will help you. He will give you what you need to be successful and he will push you through it. And I have lived that more than once, more than I deserve. And in times in my life when I just did not believe it was possible, I believed what I was doing was right. And even on my worst day, I'm talking crying myself to sleep on the couch at lunchtime. Even on my worst day, I have never looked back because that's how secure I am in knowing this is the right place for me. I love that. Well, that's a great way to, you know, wrap up today. And I, and I would just like to give you the floor if there was anything else that you wanted to share with our audience. You know, Jen, I really appreciate uh, being on your show and love the Influencer Collective. I've been a fan of you for years and you are a dear friend. Um, I would just say that, you know, when you think you know 
what your company needs for talent. When you're thinking about the right kind of person, consider that person as a veteran or a military spouse because you're cheating yourself without that thought. And there is no one better to help make those introductions and to do that work for you than Military Talent Partners. So head over to militarytalentpartners.com. You can email me directly, natalie at militarytalentpartners.com or find me where I live, which is on LinkedIn. It's true. Um, but I'm very receptive and I'm going to do, my staff and I will do everything we can to support you. We've got talent partners all over the country and we're on a mission, not going back. I love it. Well, this has been so great. I mean, I know we could probably talk for two more hours, which we will have a, I would like to talk to you about this other, you might be back on, Natalie might be back on guys, because we're going to have another uh, cool, exciting um, conversation coming up as well to talk more about some really uh, important topics. But I just want to thank you so much again, Natalie. Um, This is Natalie Oliverio. She is the CEO and founder of Military Talent Partners. Definitely check them out follow her on LinkedIn. She always has some inspirational quotes or something good that makes me feel good every day. I am your host, Jen Sherman of the Influencer Collective Show. You can subscribe to the Influencer Collective Show on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, follow us on Influencer Collective DC, and we will catch you next time. Did you enjoy the jingle? That song is called Luxury and it's by me, Kat Janice. Find me on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you get your tunes to hear my newest single, Luxury. It's a luxury.